This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Christian Perspective on the News. It's a Friday, so it's time with Dr. Peter Hammond, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Morning, Dr. Hammond. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Everyone loves the birth of a child. Well, Almost everyone. Of course, there are some who prefer abortion to birth. Instead of life, they choose death. But most of us find a newborn child cute. That is why most people celebrate Christmas. A babe in a manger is so unthreatening, so harmless. However, some atheists feel very threatened. Every Christmas season, there are those who institute lawsuits against any public manger scenes and they're radical humanists who try to banish all public expressions of Christian faith. Perhaps they understand something of the immense implication of the baby in a manger. The God of the ages, lying in a feeding trough in a stable, not born in the palace or the temple, not even the home, but outside of human habitation, in the cold, amongst farm animals, not the kind of hygiene situation we would want for our child being born. But aside from neurotic atheists, most people feel drawn to the story of a baby born in a manger with angels singing, shepherds kneeling, wise men bringing gifts. It all seems quite nice and sweet and cute. But the verse does not stop there. To us a son is given. We no longer worship a babe in a cradle. He is the son of God who died on a cross. And the government will be on his shoulders. This is getting more threatening. This is perhaps why King Herod declared war on the womb. He understood the menace of the manger. There was no room for God in the world he had made. There was no room for him in the inn. Where is the one who has been born king? We have come to worship him, declared the wise men from the east. King Herod felt that his selfish lifestyle and comfortable political position was threatened by the newborn babe. Gripped by selfishness and a lust for power, King Herod sought to murder the Messiah by massacring all still in a manger in Bethlehem. Centuries before, Pharaoh had sought to slaughter all newborn Hebrew boys in Egypt. Today we have other Herods and Pharaohs waging a similar war on the womb. Christ was not born a prince, nor an heir to the throne. He is the only one who has ever been born a king, born a king. And the government will be on his shoulders. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is sovereign. He is the final authority. In Eastern Europe, the communist authorities allowed prayer in the churches, but not in the schools. You could preach piety, but not the lordship of Christ in all areas of life. Jesus could be your savior, the savior of your soul, maybe, but not lord of your mind or your life or your home or your work or your community or city or country. When the Bible speaks of the government, capital G, It is always speaking about God's sovereign government. He is the one who makes the sun to rise. He's the one who brings food out of the earth. He's the one who determines when we live, when we're born, when we die. God is the government. We are unbiblical when we attribute sovereign powers to civil authorities. And it's disturbing that some people put capital G for government, referring to civil government, and small g for gospel. Capital S for state, small s for saviour. 
This is disturbing. No, we need to recognize that is idolatry. God alone is sovereign. And civil governments are God's servant, an agent of wrath to bring punishment on a wrongdoer. We read in Romans 13 verse 4. Governors are sent by God to punish those who do wrong. 1 Peter 2.14 As Jesus declared to the Roman governor Pontius Pilate, you would have no authority over me unless it had been given to you from above. John 19.11 This is the message of the manger. Jesus is Lord. He is Lord of all. He is Lord over all, over all aspects of life. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He is the Wonderful Counselor. He is all-knowing. He embodies absolute wisdom. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He hears our prayers. He guides his people. Mighty God. He is all-powerful. He is God himself. Jesus is Emmanuel. The incarnation of God. He is fully God, fully man, light from light, true God from true God. Everlasting Father. He is eternal from everlasting to everlasting, without beginning, without end. As the Father, he is compassionate. He cares. He provides. He protects his children. Prince of Peace. There is no peace without the Prince of Peace. Those politicians who think that they can achieve peace without Christ are deluded. Only in Jesus Christ will we find lasting peace. That is true for individuals, families, or nations. Only in Christ is there true and lasting peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time forth and forever. The ultimate victory and triumph of Christ's kingdom is inevitable. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families and nations will bow down before him, for dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All kings will bow down to him. All nations will serve him. In the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, but it itself will endure forever. That's in Daniel 2.44. The nations in every shore will worship him, everyone in its own land. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the whole world as a testimony to all mankind. And then the end will come. Matthew twenty four fourteen, The kingdoms of the world will become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Revelation eleven fifteen. This is what the Great Commission calls us to. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to Christ. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, teaching them to obey everything that he has commanded. Matthew 28, 18 to 19. There is no authority that is not under Christ. This is what it means to pray the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As Isaiah 11 verse 9 declares, the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is the message of Christmas. Not only of the crib, but also the cross. Not only the cross, but the crown. At Christmas, we celebrate the advent of the eternal all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere-present, holy, glorious creator God coming into this world. And the first recorded reaction to the birth of Christ was from the shepherds, who returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd seen and heard. And that's the way we should respond to. You rejoice that a child has been born. But do you recognize that he is Emmanuel, God with us, the Son of God? Do you submit to his government? Do you obey him as Lord of your life? Is he your wonderful counselor? Is he your mighty God? Is he your everlasting father? Is he the prince of peace in your life? 
If so, rejoice. His government will never end. His kingdom will endure forever. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. These are tidings of great joy indeed. The voice of Dr. Peter Hammond. Thank you, Dr. Hammond. And he's the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.